one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are with our episode eighteen of How to Type. Well, I am your. Yeah, I think I it's am your like perpetually episode eighteen, like every single right. time because we rename right, it afterwards. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I am your host. How, how are those frogs looking today, Jeb? How are the frogs looking? You know, they're pretty gay. I'm not gonna lie. All right, well. like. We put plenty of atrazine in the water. Yeah. Um, yep. Doing our own experiment. We're trying to. And the uh, Aborigines uh, took out the rainbow serpent in the mines. So. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's Cat. Cat decided to grace us with her presence today. Very nice. Why do you keep saying? Why do you keep saying that to everyone? <laughs> yes. Well, I just. Uh, every... I mean, it's. You say, it's kind you say, of. I'm a, so insincere nice when you thing. say that. Yeah. And people are just going to think oh, you're being I got a jackass. Text message. Um uh I mean I kind of am being a jackass. I mean why not? <laughs> Fair enough. Like why, never not be a jackass, like, am I right? At least I'm not at least I'm not seasonal jackass, you know, like uh -huh. a certain somebody out uh, there. A seasonal. Oh uh, yeah, like me. No. I'm a seasonal jackass. Not like you. I'm not referring to you. It's a it's an inside joke at the meetup group actually. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, whenever I cognitively transition into ESFP, I turn into a jackass, like the biggest smartass on the planet. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, that's nice. At least you can transition. I think for most people, they just think I'm a jackass at all times. You know? Right. I'm. I'm like trans personality. Not cool trans enough to be uh, transsexual. Trans personality. Yes. Trans personality here, folks. Uh, you've heard it here on uh, csjoseph.life. Uh, fantastic. Uh, we got uh, trans jab tonight. Uh, doing his trans, trans personality. Jab. Yep, trans jab. Yeah, I'm an ESFP today. I'm going to constantly interrupt Chase because uh, I'm initiating and he's going to get so mad. I am just going to put up with it and smile. <laughs> just like the penguins from Madagascar, right? Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. So Yeah, and on that point, I'm going to just talk over you and, and reinitiate and say, hello, Yusuf. Okay. Say hello in chat. Hello, Yusuf. Hello, uh, Dolph Dervish called Kate us uh, something, something very rude, but I'm not offended by it. Okay. So, uh, but I'm not going to show it. Yeah, um, ENTP is constantly worried we're a jackass. You know, you know, Jab. I I think you made some really good points on that ENTP article that you shared with me today. It made me all warm yeah. and fuzzy inside. Yeah. Yeah. Really warm and fuzzy. What is the title <laughs> of that article again, Jab? What was it? Uh, it hasn't been finalized, but it's like 10 ways. 10 ways to, oh, what did I call to piss off an ENTP. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm juggling up between calling it uh, 10 ways that you should never piss off an ENTP or 10 things which are an ENTP's worst nightmare. Like, maybe if someone wants to super chat a title suggestion, uh, I'm coin operated, so I might be persuaded by a nice super chat. Yes. Yes, he would. Jab would definitely do that because he is very coin operated, uh, especially this evening. All right, folks, uh -huh. uh, let's talk about coin operation, shall we? So, uh, Brian Cox, the physicist. We have a super chat from uh, last week that we have to do first. Yeah, yeah. So let's get that done uh, because we promised. Do you remember who that was? Uh, it's in the super chat thing. Just look in the feed. All uh, right. Uh, Brian super chat. Cox. For the Max G94 guy. Boop, 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 boop. 
Where the hell's the super chat thing? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, Kurt Cobain. Him? Yeah, it's a Kurt Cobain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurt, we're starting with Kurt Cobain tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Then we're going to get to Max G94's thing. So just so you guys know, here's how the super chats work. We will type a person for you uh, live uh, if you give us a super chat. The thing is, though, if someone uh, has a higher super chat than your super chat, their super chat gets priority. So you could technically get outbid, right. which means that the show ends and the show will end. Uh, and it ends when we run out of markers. When we want, when I run out of markers yeah. of color to type, uh, then technically the show is over. And then there's like, if you have leftover super chats, I mean, hopefully we'll get through them the next week, etc. But just understand that, like, you know, there's a chance that your super chats may not make it. So, because remember, right. the higher the super chat, the uh, higher chance that you're going to get your person chosen because it's a higher priority, folks. So, don't forget right. that. I mean, this is basically an auction, but at the same time, it's gambling because you don't get your money back if you make a bid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so be that as it may, uh, we're going to be using the type grid as usual, the type grid methodology as usual to uh, yep. psychoanalyze people on the fly. It's a very controversial method because no one else does it except us here at CSJ, and uh, a lot of people... Just sort of like, oh, wow, well, it's not like an official accredited test like the MBTI. You need to be using letter dichotomies because obviously you're actually an ENTJ and you're not actually an ENTP. So, and the fact that you don't know the difference obviously takes all credibility from you whatsoever. So, guess what, Mr. C.S. Joseph? You have to like literally consider using the letter dichotomies. Like, and oh my I'm, God, Chase. I'm like, yeah, no, no. I, I mean, we're literally I, the hipsters of the MBTI community. Yeah, I, I am not that cool. I mean, you can kind of tell that I'm being hipsterish right now because, like, my beard's going out more and more and more and more, and yeah. it's probably going to continue to keep growing. Who knows? Or maybe I just chop it off. Who knows? We'll find out. But, you know, quite honestly, like, <laughs> uh, we're definitely hipstering it up. I mean, and I could have been in Portland, too, to pull that off, but apparently, you know, I'm I'm not in Portland. So, uh, right. Yeah. But on that point, the the fact of the matter is, anybody who has any semblance of actually understanding the science knows why the letter dichotomies are absolute garbage. garbage. So anybody who has any any semblance of understanding of the cognitive functions and how they order in a personality type, and then looks at the letter dichotomies and sees how much of an absolute, excuse my friends, shit show it is. Like, how could you even type that way? Like, what what is it? Isabel Briggs and Maya's they're basically morons. Yeah. But Well, I mean, it's just a test. Like that's all that's all it is, it's a test and it's outdated and it's archaic. And now we have the type grid, thank God, and we can like literally like right. have a future now as a race because of it. Alright. <laughs> so that being I'm pretty said, sure you made a Right. <sighs> I'm pretty sure you made a video on how bad it is. Sorry, I don't mean to go backwards, but like Literally, feeling feeling versus thinking isn't necessarily always affiliative versus um, pragmatic. And perce perceiving versus judging isn't necessarily always, you know... Well, the perceiving and judging is ab an absolute shit show. And the fact of the matter is, across feeling uh, senses, they can often be pragmatic. And across, you know, it's only really consistent on the intuitive. 
but regardless, let's not talk about that right now. Like, it's an absolute shit show. Yeah, and I'm let's actually cool. type some people. And like, I'm actually wearing black on black today, and uh, <laughs> being all dark, mysterious, and unsure of my feelings apparently, because according to Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a Three Percent Man, that's the fastest way to attract uh, people. Which I think he's full of crap, <laughs> but I mean that's what you get when you're reading a book uh, written by someone who has. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say it. Uh, anyway, um, that being said, um, yeah, let's be triple movement and let's like start our actual stream instead of starting ten minutes late. By no, we never do that. All right, red markers up, jab. Let's get some Kurt Cobain going. Fire it up. All right, let's fire it up, folks. Sorry, I yelled. That was probably really loud. I'm so yeah, sorry. Again, my ears again. melt in, like, pain. I mean, holy smokes. Right. Don't forget, uh, folks. Higher the super chat, the higher chance your person that is typed is chosen. Uh, this guy absolutely looks like a drop. But let's keep... Let's let's listen to him. I do book show in much. Where um talk to... You do what? A book show. Oh. Talk to different people about books that you've read and how it's inspired you or what you learned from it or something like that. Mm -hmm. So do you have a book that um, that comes back to you every once in a while? Yeah, well, I've read Perfume by Patrick Suskin about ten times in my life, and uh, I can't stop reading it. It's like something that's just stationary in my pocket all the time. It just doesn't leave me, and every time I'm bored, like I'm on an airplane or something, I read it over and over again. Because I'm then what? Sorry. I just... Sorry, I just noticed something in there, but I'll tell you in a bit. Let's finish this in. Okay. A hypochondriac just affects me. It makes me want to cut my nose off. Because I'm a hypochondriac, it affects me. Make me yeah, he's talking about his experience the whole time, man. It's like S-I-N-E. You know, that's what I'm getting from that. Like, he's... Something in his pocket, which he reads over and over and over and again, which kind of sounds like like an SI inferior or an SI child. Like it's a behavior which is common with SI child and SI inferior, holding themselves to the same experiences over and over again. But that is true. But but I have to I have to I have to do a counterpoint on that one. I got to do a counterpoint because, for example, one of the INFJs I coached, uh, let's say like last year, for example, um, when uh, season season three episode uh 12 season three episode 12 came out they listened to that episode over and over and over and over and over basically every time that they were showering in the morning when they were going through their wake-up routine uh that uh who are the infj's lecture they literally listened to it every day for like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks so well you know yeah and that book could potentially like be like a, a totem, like an SE totem as well. So, right. I so I mean it's a little it's a little too early to say, but I'm gonna at least put up one point for introverted sensing on that because like he's talking about his own experience. But I mean, there's not enough information to really know for sure. But uh, let's uh, let's keep going. Right. It's about this. Um, per Sorry, is this loud enough for you? Yeah, we're good, man. Okay. Team apprentice in in um france at the turn of the century and he um he uh is disgusted basically with all humans and he just can't get away from humans so he goes on this trek this uh walk of death where he just he goes into the rural areas where there's you know woods all over the place in the small villages and, and he only travels by night 
and um, he he just every time he smells human like a fire from a far off way, you know, he'll um, he'll just get really disgusted and hide, and he just tries to stay away from people. I can relate to that. <laughs> I kind of relate to that. That's that's an essay statement. Telephone. <laughs> yeah. So he likes he likes to stay away from people. So that sounds yeah, like well, he's, very... he's responding. But yeah, I'm getting direct responding movement from this guy. Like seriously, yeah. definitely direct responding movement for sure. Um, very movement. Ooh, you think he might... Huh? I'm thinking, might be a... I'm thinking he might be an INFJ. INF... Yeah, I'm. I'm so far. I'm going there. I'm. I'm definitely going there. I'm definitely going in the INFJ direction. You know because. Like when he starts talking about the story, it's like he did this, he did this, he did this, he did this, you know, but again, it's just one situation. We need to verify. So let's get some more information in there. All right. Do you ever use what you read in any of your songs? As a matter of fact, I use that very story in Scentless Apprentice. Yeah. So um, that's really one of the first times that I've ever used a, an actual story you know, as a, as a book, as an example of a song. You know, I've always tried to stay away from that, but now that I'm running out of ideas more and more, I, I tend to do that. Is it hard when uh, you spend your whole life doing the first few albums and then suddenly everybody needs your attention, you have to do interviews, you have to travel around, and suddenly it's... it's is it hard to come up with ideas? Uh, I don't know, I just... I've just noticed that people expect expect more of a thematic angle with with our music. You know, they always want to read they into expect it. Expect a thematic angle. They want to read into it. That's interest based because it's about the interest of the audience. He's also being abstract with that statement, uh, talking about the abstract audience in that regard. And it seems like he's also saying that from a TIFE point of view, for sure. Can we keep going? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going, going. Keep going. We, I want to I nail this one because this is one that the audience has been asking for for a long time. Uh, so I just want to make sure that we're getting uh, doing some of our due diligence on this one. I'm going to skip further into the interview just in case he becomes more uncomfortable or more comfortable or less comfortable or whatever. Just so we can see if, you know, maybe this is him putting on an act because, you know, the first few minutes of an act is very easy. Yeah, to I mean, he's just do. stating facts over and over again. He's being very matter-of-fact. You know, in, in fact, he even said matter of fact. Uh, so it's just T-I-F-E, you know, for sure. Right. Let's skip ahead. Um, hopefully we'll put out Metal Machine music next year, you know. I don't know. Um, either I've accepted it or I've gone beyond insane to where I can deal with it. Okay, that sounds abstract. Yeah, that's also very, very low F-I. Very abstract. Very low FI, so TIFE for sure on that. You can almost tell that he's got that, like, INFJ, uh, I feel like I'm a worthless human being thing, or I feel like I'm useless thing, you know what I'm saying? And based on that uh, uselessness, worthlessness, uh, that whole, like, FI critic, you know, I'm holding myself to this insanely high standard of perfection that, I myself and others can't actually adhere to and then I alienate everybody because I hold everyone to that standard and then I just end up looking like a hypocrite right so it just kind of seems like it's got that you know INFJ emo thing going on for sure because uh, that's what they do in that situation deal with it uh, emotionally I just 
I really don't care. I, I don't. I know that I'm stubborn to allow myself to ever compromise our music or, you know, get so wrapped up in it and involved where it's going to, you know, make turn us into big rock stars. I mean, I just don't feel like that. Everyone I else don't feel like that because status is not important to me because I'm not a TEFI user. I'm FETI, you know. And it's like all about the experience I want to give people. I want to make them comfortable, man. You know, let's keep going. Stop it, but we're not as popular as everyone thinks, or we're not as rich as everyone thinks. You know, it's just, it's just. That's an affiliative statement. We've always had a good sense of humor. I don't think that's very been translated very well. You know, but we'd rather laugh about it. Ha ha ha. It's just for the love you know? of the music, man. It's just for the love of the music. Very essay statement, man. You know? Gotta love them Seattle, Seattle, uh, Seattle Garage, man. So, yeah, NFJ, STP, Quadra, Affiliative Interest Abstract. So he's an NF, Direct Responding Movement. Ergo, Kurt Cobain is an INFJ, folks. Pretty, pretty obvious. So we're going to write it down right here. All right, Jab, who's next? Um, Let's look. Let me look at the super chat. Uh, Bilbo, haven't we already done Bilbo? Bilbo Baggins? No, Bilbo. Wasn't he an ENTP? I. Oh, Bill Burr. Hmm. No, I don't think we've ever done Bill Burr. I don't remember Bill Burr. Well, I might have spoiled it then. Okay. Yeah. Um, Frank Zappa and Bono from U2 are two ten dollar donations. Bill Burr is nine ninety nine. So oh. since Taj Marie super chatted first, we're gonna go with her ten dollar one. Okay. Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa. All right, folks. One marker down. Green is next. Oh. Who is this 1980s porn star looking motherfucker? Uh. Alright, let's see this interview from 1984. Frank Zappa. Yeah. Apparently, I was right in calling him a 1980s porn star. Okay. Alright, let's see. Frank, how did the Mothers of Invention come about? You mean the name? Because the record company refused to have a group on the label called The Mothers. They had talked to some uh, people with marketing expertise. Oh, so ESTP, like I'm triggered. Uh, anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's some direct right there. And that's initiating any feeds control. Like just off the bat, like direct initiating control. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Right. Who's? to deal with a group called The Mothers, so I had to have of invention on the end of it, otherwise they wouldn't give us a record contract. How does the band come together? They wouldn't give us the record contract. S-E, they. S-E. Also, it also seems pragmatic, because he doesn't seem to like think it's an injustice against it. It's like, eh, yeah, it's that's happened. true. Very pragmatic approach. I could even argue TIFE on that one as well. Like, he's very matter of fact about it, and he's just like, this is a fact. This is what happened. They didn't give us a record contract. You know, instead of being like, 
Uh, I feel that they were probably thinking they were going to give us the record contract, but then they thought not to. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Let's get some more, though. Um, by accident. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love that uh, super direct uh, one-word response. Those the, That classic STP way of uh, interviewing, right? <laughs> wow, you overwhelmed me. All right, let's keep going. Good. Okay. <laughs> If there's any of these questions you don't want to answer, you just let me know. Believe me, I will. Okay. Believe <laughs> me, I will. <laughs> S E N I <laughs> direct. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and that was initiating, too. Okay. Who were some of your major musical influences? There's a list of 160 names on the inside of the Freak Out album. Oh my god, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> T-I-F-E, man. T-I-F-E, S-E-N-I. Oh, he's so control, direct initiated control. Like, and if you're a T-I-F-E user, you're direct initiated control, you're either automatically, you're automatically an ESTP or an ENFJ by default, right? And we know he's pragmatic, so I can just be like, yeah, boy, he's not ENFJ, so he's ESTP, which is exactly like what I said within a few seconds of even starting it. Interesting. Let's do a little bit more, just so that the audience doesn't like be like, ah, you don't have any credibility because you're doing too fast, or also because you don't cite your sources. Since the time the Freakout album was released 20 years ago, I think I might have added four more names to the list. The names <laughs> are influenced, both positive and negative. Um, oh my god, this so badly reminds me of when... Uh... You know who I'm talking about is talking. <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> yep. Like, I, I'm in this feeling of deja vu, like I'm talking to that person. Yep, that ESTP friend of ours. Yep. An ESTP friend. I might have changed it. I might have added four names to that list, you know. Like, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> Super concrete. There ain't no what if on that. Like, there is no what if on that. So, yeah, I mean, between concrete and pragmatic, yeah, he's an ESTP. Next. <laughs> that was quick. It's like a minute of free. Yeah, I'm not, like, I don't want to spend more time on that. It's obvious. The guy's an ESTP. Next. The other one, uh, Bono from you. Chaz Bono? Gosh, we Bono. Okay, I literally Google Bono from YouTube. Um, interview. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Hey. Whoop! Interview with an Australian channel. Blah blah blah. Skip through the introduction. Let's see this lady talk. When Bono finally emerges. <laughs> We've got to be careful with that. The copy's trying. <laughs> of their 30-year-old... Oh, God. ...is on record. Here we go. Here's the interview. I, I, I was just in a position where, on this album, I'd had a few incidents um, that made me think, wow, I don't know. It's, if I just need to put my feelings on record, this this better really count. Because there's a lot of YouTube albums. Interesting. I would 
Talk about his experience. Talking about him. Talking about himself. That's right, folks. If someone's talking more about themselves, typically they're SI users. If they're talking about others, typically they're SE users. All right? Just keep that in mind. Like, that's a huge distinction. All right? Probably write a, a good typing article, which gives, like, um, ways of typing. You know, I might put that on the burner for you. The burner? Yeah. Put, uh, chuck it on the Barbie. All right. All right, let's keep... What you think? Why would anyone want to know? Well, we ask ourselves that question every time we make an album because... Okay, that's not him. That's, like, his mate talking. Blah, blah, skip through that. His mate... That. His mate election. Donald Trump, songs of experience. Leader of the free world. Okay, here we go. Um, strange thing. As he did with Bush and Clinton in the past. It's a really strange thing if you can't really believe um, what comes out of the mouth of supposedly the leader of the free world. But uh, does anyone? I mean, really, does own staff? Does anyone believe, believe? T.E.? Does anyone believe? So <clears throat> it's a chronic situation. Uh oh, no more music. <laughs> Skip. Uh, uh, neither of those are Bono. Here we go. More Bono. There was made three Irish men living in a tiny house screaming at each other for most of my childhood. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And um. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure I was a pain in the ass. You have said about that period that um, your home became a house with the death of your mother and there were three men. With regards to I'm sure I was a pain in the ass, is that a bit of NESI? Like, he knows how his intentions were affected, sort of thing? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, that's something like an STJ would potentially say. Um, so, I mean, I could do that. He's still talking about his experience. Uh, in that situation and the label of a home to house is still TEFI I mean are you thinking are you thinking control with this one I just I haven't heard enough speech from him to really determine movement versus control um, yeah I mean in terms of the speech pattern he does seem a bit control in the sense that he's very controlled in how the words come out like he doesn't seem too keen to just immediately like jump in and, like yeah, like I do. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll put it under control, but like this is a light control. I, I want to, I want to hear right. more. I'm trying to kill each other. Mm. It sounds yeah. very dire. Yeah, very I mean, dire. our house is just so warm; it's full of light. Was he a bit responding there? Like the interviewer tried to say something again, and then he like paused, let her finish, like the, the follow up to her question, even though he had half started. I mean, that's it a good kind of It could have been a low TI moment of pause to actually think about the truth of what the uh, answer to the question was. So I'm not going to go that far okay. with it. Well, it wasn't that. Like, he started answering his question and then she cut him off. Right. Instead of continuing his answer. Like, you see a lot of uh, initiating types. You right. See, you know, he's well, kind of like what Elon Musk kept doing. Right. <clears throat> but, you know what? I mean, it's a bit of a soft responding, but let's going. Laughs, you know, edges are the same. We have, we have a, we're just easy. We've just got an easier ride. I've, I've got my macho thing that I'm sure I've got to deal with. 
but um, it's just different from my dad's era, I think. You know? Alright, I'm gonna go to an older interview because... Yeah, do that. Seems kind of concrete. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of... Yeah. He's only just like talking about what is and his memories and it's just... it's. I'm bored with him. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing really what if he there. So I'm going to put one down for concrete. But I need more information. Right, it's not enough. It's not enough information. Need more. Yeah, this is from 18 years ago. So let's check it out. Uh, we went to Berlin and worked in a studio there called Hansen. It's on the wall. Right. In fact, we were the last flight into the, um, the old divided Germany. It was an amazing time to be there. And, you know... The way we felt about it was you have to experiment to keep things fresh, you know? And we made, we made some very experimental tours and we really pushed out the boat. And Zoo TV, which is a tour that came out of that period, some people called it the Sergeant Peppers tour. But at the, t you know, it was a huge undertaking, like Pop Mart, which followed on after. I mean, these things, they cost quarter of a million dollars a day. Wait, so he said some people call it the pop something of da da da. Is that a bit of a statement? E E uh. Yeah, it is. It is a TFI statement. Good catch. I've been so focused on foc on temperament that I haven't been able to do cognitive axes. Let's keep going. Deep on the road, so it's like making a major movie, one of the, like a huge yeah. action, yeah. but every day you're in a different city, and. And just you're flirting with bankruptcy if everyone doesn't really? come here. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of meetings, with a lot of people you'd rather not be meeting. That's a little bit abstract, talking about the what we're worried about bankruptcy, meeting. Me. No, no, no. I don't want to go that deep on that one. No. No. That's a little too shallow. Right. And on this tour, we just thought, can we just make it? about the music <laughs> that's now. that's a failure there isn't it is it not let's that, just make it about the music is that bono talking like yeah all right i mean that did sound a bit affiliative yeah it did play it back again i want to hear it again all right uh i might have jumped back too far a lot of pressure a lot of meetings with a lot of people you'd rather not be meeting with. And on this tour, we just thought, can we just make it about the music? And we had an album that felt more raw, less yeah. conceptual. So it has been like rolling down a hill. More raw, it's just like, less conceptual. Yeah. That's a concrete statement. Um, it's, an, it's amazing. I almost want to say systematic because he's like following a system for producing the album, basically. I really, well, not really. No. He felt better once they got rid of the system. Okay. Interesting. Need more information, right, Jab. So let's go back again and let's listen to that again. All right. Like rolling down a hill. So he talks about once he got rid of the system for producing the music and then just making it about the music, that it became so easy that it felt like rolling hill. So he's saying that the removal of the systematic process for producing their music was actually beneficial and made it more comfortable and easier. Right. So, in fact, right. in there, there's an actual uh, SINE statement. Yep. Talks about his comfort. Yep. 
So moving away from actually made him more comfortable. So that would imply that he's not system. Right. And in there in itself, I don't know. I don't know. I could argue. I could. I could still argue that's systematic, though. But I. That's why I'm not going to put up anything for it. So let's keep going. Right. I'm still Seems getting like... control, by the way. Like the entire time, I'm getting control. Like I have I, not I seen agree. any movement out of this guy, and yeah. I've seen any only direct, which means he's directing his shit in control. So, and the only. Uh, SI and E user in uh, in the direct initiating control land is an ESTJ. It's the only one. Mm. And the guy is just so I'm sorry, he's just so milk toast like um, what's his name? Mitt Romney, who is also an ESTJ. Um uh, not really not really into the, the milk toast, uh, quite honestly. Like just seems like it, but let's keep going a little bit more. All right. Rolling down the hill. And we're running up. It's, an, it's been an amazing, amazing The most moment. satisfying? I think it is. It's a tour that I have... Uh, I... Right. S-I-N-E S-I-N-E statement. That's another S-I-N-E statement, yep. That it's satisfying. Okay. Uh, let's skip a little bit ahead get on to some sort of new topic so we can get a different perspective. So you, A, you're having a good time. Yes. Obviously. B, you're using it as you think appropriate and you don't care. You take note of the fact that people are saying, what's one more pop star doing? Whatever. Yeah, you just you try but, to I make mean, use I, of it, you know, just because yeah. it is not, you know, the real heroes in this world are nurses and firemen and, and mothers <laughs> and not film stars. The real stars. heroes of this world are nurses and firemen Wow, said every SJ ever, because they're guardians. Come on, guys. Right. Come on. <laughs> wow. That is so affiliative. That is so affiliative, and that is concrete. Like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's, like, let's, let's, let's listen to one more stint, but yeah, I'm basically going to call this guy an ESTJ. You want to verify that? I'll skip another 15 minutes in and uh, we can verify later in the video. Alright. So I work, I work on exactly. debt cancellation. Exactly. For instance, I spared people that on, on the record, but one of the themes on this record is is that of, you know, the right to start again, right to begin again, like redemption. You know, How affiliative. A, is a spiritual idea. Yeah. But it actually... It's a uh, it's a metaphor stolen from economics. <laughs> a manifesto that's systematic and it's affiliative. Oh, well, not just that. You missed something in the state. He said. Um, so let's let's go back. All right. Redemption. So he's talking about you know, redemption. This is a spiritual idea. And then he's talking actually, about spirituality. It's uh, which would sound abstract, but then he says this, which means. Which he shows his lack of understanding of abstract, where he relates it to something concrete. Uh, it's a metaphor stolen from economics. <laughs> you know, to re Fair enough. See that? So it's him yeah. trying to tap abstract issue like redemption and spirituality, but like he shows his inability to grasp it. Yeah. So and each he has child. To he has to metaphor to relate it to the real world, like he says here. 
through economics. Yep. All right, bonus in the STJ, folks. That was shocking. Yeah. Still the same. Like, notice something about ESTJ, those of you that think, like, this guy is an ENFP, which most people assume. That's still the same quadra as an ENFP. So they share the same exact cognitive functions as an ENFP, but it's just not his actual type. That's not his ego. So just be aware of that. The next will be Bill Burr at nine ninety nine. Oh, Dolph Dervish. Nice. Nice, nice comment there about the ESTP. That's really nice. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much on that one. <laughs> Somebody understands. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, if I only had a nickel. Anyway, let's go on to the next one. Who's next, Jab? Uh, don't forget, folks, our format tonight is he who has the highest super chat in our super chat queue gets the uh, choose uh, who is being typed. Uh, that's kind of how we're doing it. We got four markers left. We got it enough for four more. So fire it up, Jab. What's next? Um. Oh, we just got a big one. Yeah, twenty bucks for nineteen ninety nine. Brandon Boyd, and then next year, Florence Well, because that person previously did five dollars, which would total to ten. And right. after that, would. So let's start with Brandon Boyd. Let's see what we got. Mr. Brandon Boyd. Oi, oi, oi. This guy looks like a hipster. I'm writing this. Okay. Um... All right, well, if you don't think bon uh, Bono is Jay, why don't you provide some counter argument? I mean, you watch the same clips as us. Um, yeah, okay, I think I got an My interview here. My name is Brandon. Okay. <laughs> here comes the censor hate, yeah. Here comes the yeah, censor I'm hate. <laughs> It's like <sighs> in the entire I don't know. series of talking, he made like zero abstract statements at all. So he's not an intuitive. And the only one that's remotely questionable is when he starts talking about spirituality, which anyone could talk about. And he only mentions it one right, right. time. Like, come on, guys. He's a concrete. Like, I like it's obvious. He's concrete. Sorry. Right. Like, I literally went on a rant about this earlier. He like when he started speaking about spirituality, he showed his inability to grasp it from an abstract point of view by drawing an analogy to economics. Like he showed he's uncomfortable with handling abstract ideas. So even when he mentioned an abstract ideas, he had to relate it to the concrete to draw any type of understanding. Uh, so, so Mr. Uh, Stevester thinks that uh, the most appropriate way for typing somebody is identifying cognitive functions specifically, which is not something I remotely support or will have anything to do with. We do cognitive axes. If you don't understand cognitive axes, you need to watch uh, season five and also the end of season one to understand cognitive axes. I'll actually be uh, fleshing them out a lot more in season 18 upcoming very soon. You know, it sounds like the chat's upset at the end of the stream. 
Do you want to like just go over some more Bono videos so we can like prove it? Yeah, sure, I guess. But let's keep this going. Run out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep going. Void. I am an Earthling, as far as I know. I'm an artist and a surfer. I do lots of things, but I think that I'm best summed up as uh, someone in pursuit of art and someone that's still learning to surf after 20. Alright. That sounds sound like movement. Stop. Yeah, that was like informed initiating movement. I'm doing this, and then I'm doing this, and then I'm doing this. Guys, informative initiating movement, because I'm starting to type. Yeah. That's guys. Guys. Yep. Like, right off the bat, I can see him Right off the starter. bat, he's a starter. Yep, right off the bat. For me, success is not fancy cars and expensive watches. It's getting to do what you love. My friends feel the same. My we friends feel the same. T-I-F-E. They feel the same, guys. Ow. Oof. Work hard. We try to make good art. And we hope to leave the world a little better than when we found it. A little better Join than when we found it. T-I-F-E. Is that affiliative? That is technically an affiliative statement, but if, I'm not sure if he is affiliated. Let's keep going. Right. Brotherhood. Let's not listen to his crappy music. As much as I can, as often as I can, kind of my first thing in the morning is to get up and go for a surf, even if there's no surf. I like to just get into the water. Like nine times out of ten, there's a Talking pot of dolphins that comes sounds through. Sounds like so inner feet. Maybe I could do TEFI -E on that one. But he is talking about himself and what he is doing, so I kind of have to agree with SINE. So. Ocean has been a very consistent muse for me. All right, I know you guys can't see this, but this guy has terrible tattoos, so I just want to point out that that's like a very SINE thing to do because I don't realize they're giving other people a bad experience with how terrible their tattoos are. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. Me for most of my life and continues to be. Uh, it can also very quickly spin you around and knock you on your ass. Water. That was abstract. Comparing the waves uh, to how life works. That's an abstract statement. Right. All right. Well, somebody is upset because they feel like the video is scripted. So let's try this one then. is continually challenging as is touring and you know did you always want to be a, a lead singer of a rock and roll band the answer is no i i, I that's I know that sort of the answer is no right this guy looks kind of reminds me of russell brand but without all the drugs um we had a, we had a an english class project um michael and i and the assignment was to compose an original poem or song and either perform it for the class or make a videotape and show it to the class. And so we wrote a couple of songs together and we called ourselves Incubus. And I mean, this sounds very SINE like talking about the past. Of course, he is responding. Yeah. I didn't play any instruments at that point. I was like tinkering on the guitar and I had like played the piano with my all my limbs before. <laughs> You know, but um, 
no real visible musical talent to speak of, but. I mean, he does seem a bit informative. Like, oh, this is what we have to do. No, no, he, he is he is informed, initiating movement. There's no question he's a starter type. Like, no question. So, I think secretly the reason that Michael and Jose wanted me as a singer of the band was that I had long hair, <laughs> and it was like, and it looked good. It was like long and flowing, and shiny. That's um, all you need. Yeah, and we got an A on the on the literature class project. Brilliant. Yeah. Then all of our high school friends started wanting us to like play in their backyard parties. So that's really how we started. Fantastic. And you're still together 25 years later. Yeah. It's amazing. And still in the same neighborhood. Yeah, basically. And still available to do backyard parties. Wow. Um, Most people can't afford us. <laughs> now you've been quite vocal yourself and your band members about being um, quite involved with the environment movement, mm -hmm. sustainability. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is it that drives you? Well, and my friends and, you know, for the, the band and everything, we, we've, um, we've used the, the platform to talk about certain environmental issues, certain humanitarian issues. I think that they're all connected personally. But one of the things that uh, has always occurred to me uh, is that human beings are animals. We're animals that are connected. That was an NE statement. This is actually starting to sound a bit abstract. Yeah, it's getting a little abstract. Gosh. Oh, we're just forty nine ninety nine <laughs> I know which one's coming next. I doubt anyone's going to beat that. Oh, Stink from. Here are we are of the environment, um, and the way that we go about our lives would indicate that we don't. Yeah, that we are sort of separate from nature, or that we have to conquer nature. Yeah, he is and, so uh, so abstract. Love that. Nice. Sort of. Uh, philosophies lead to behaviors and they really manifest themselves in the way that we eat and the way that we grow food, the way that we treat food and treat the, the things that we eat. And uh, it's very dangerous actually, and it's not sustainable. And so as far as long-term plans are concerned, it would make a lot of sense for us as uh, a highly functioning animal that the earth produces to have a more sustainable relationship with what we eat. Gosh, I, is, I, I don't want this guy to be an ENTP, but the more he keeps going, the more TIFE triggered I'm getting. And I'm just like, oh, please don't be an ENTP. Please, please don't, don't, don't. And then, like, the more he keeps talking, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's becoming more and more obvious. <laughs> that know? was a problematic statement. Like, the thing, the, the thing is, I usually ask people about stuff. When, when I'm trying to type someone, I'll usually ask them, like, hey, are you an environmentalist? And if they say, yeah, like, I'll ask them why. And usually if the conversation goes in the direction of, like, uh, will it work? You know, um, you know, it's not practical to do it this way, and we should probably do it this way, and bring these things together, da da da, da. It's more of a pragmatic approach. It is, because he's like, focusing on what, what works. It's not necessarily about doing the right thing. It's about getting a better system in place, you know? Right. He's talking about sustainability, and lack of sustainability is yeah. more of a environment. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's an intellectual concept. It's not an idealistic one, even though it has idealistic tendencies. But I just, I mean, I just got accused this morning of being an idealist on YouTube comments. So, I mean, because for some <laughs> reason, someone thinks I'm an ENFJ, apparently, and it's like, okay, right. sure. <laughs> but on that note, I just wanted to give an example of an affiliative approach to environment. Okay. An affiliative approach, like what he said, but instead of talking about sustainability and the fact that it won't work, we need to we need to change to a system which may work. 
the affiliative approach would be it's not right for us to treat animals this way. It's not right for us to treat the correct. environment this way. That's correct. Correct? Like, you know, um, you know, these animals, you know, they have, they can feel pain. And do we want to give them pain? We should become vegan sort of thing. Like, that's yeah. more of an affiliative. Yeah, it is talking an affiliative about approach. Animals and talking about how, like, it's not right for us to do this stuff to the environment because, you know, we're, all, we're interconnected in the environment and we're animals too and we're actually hurting ourselves and, and we're causing pain. talking about patterns and how everything is interconnected and related, which is a very N.E. approach. You know, and he's getting right. on his little Kanye soapbox, kind of like I do, you know, to uh, address that issue. So, yeah, yeah definitely. I'm th- do you want to keep going to verify? Or let's let's do one more stint. But, yeah, I, I'm thinking ENTP for sure on Brandon Boyd. I'll skip a few minutes ahead. Southern California to have access to uh, so many local organic farmers and not only people that are producing um, our produce and stuff through and we you know meet them through farmers markets and through the internet and things like that farmers but also the internet, their that's a systematic approach uh, animals you know and raising them lovingly knowingly which is really important as well um, and it definitely has changed uh, our relationship to food just being in proximity to these wonderful people who dedicate their lives to and growing food. And it's a building movement, which is... Yeah, it's sort of trendy, which uh, as far as trends go, I can't think of a cooler thing to be trendy. There are a couple things over the years that have been trendy, and then you sort of like, ah, I need this interest. <laughs> That's trendy, a though. TE critic statement. <laughs> it's just like, ah, there's a couple trends in the past, and it's just like, yeah, no, that's not really going to work. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. Okay. Brandon Boyd's an ENTP, folks. All right, Jab, what's next? $49.99. We got three pens left. So Aiden Washness is next. And then then we got two pens after this one. So remember, guys, uh, highest super chat gets uh, the pen. Uh, The current highest super chat gets the next pen. So we got three left to go. Let's keep it going. All right. So let's listen to Pamela Adlon. Brought their own jug of water before. (laughs) What? Um, no, it's not water. No, oh. I just, it's my hydro flask, and it's driving me crazy that everybody carries plastic bottles everywhere, so I just bring my water. Did you not think we would have a glass of water for you? No, I knew you would, but it's just like an extra added, like, oh, yeah, I have one at home. So anyway, <laughs> annoying little thing. I see, I, do. I see. How are you? How's everything in your life? It's, uh, my life is... Oh, oh, look at that low FI. Look at that low FI. I'm not sure how I feel right now. I'm not sure. (laughs) That's T-I-F-E. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, it's just been an incredible year. My, my middle daughter is graduating from high school on Friday. Wow. Which is like. (laughs) Now she's talking about somebody else. That's an SE statement. Okay. For David Copperfield that this happened and she she made it happen and she's got all A's and my youngest daughter has a 4.1 and my oldest daughter is just doing amazingly and I'm I'm so wow. blessed. So I'm, Yeah, and you know <laughs> I'm so blessed. Uh, would that be a t- price? I'm so blessed. I can't hear you. Sorry, would that be a TEFI statement? I'm so blessed. 
Mm, no, not necessarily. All right. Well, let's keep watching. See what happens. <laughs> it's interesting because the show, which you know I love, your show, is based loosely on your real life. Yes. But things are not going quite as well in, in that TV life as they are on in real life. I no, guess. we yeah. don't want them to be so, you know. I mean, listen, it's, it's like my life is... Um, it's uh, I I reflect on my life in my show, and mm -hmm. I have Initiating. This great gift mm -hmm. in 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 terms of my show. And Babco has done music for my show. Jeff, our keyboard player. Yes, yes nobody knows who he is because he yes. doesn't speak. Anymore. And I, and when we made music for my show with Jake Ruska, the composer, you know, we all got emotional and choked up, and it's it's like there's something for everybody and so it's it's there's so many dark days it's like something every day you wake everybody. up everybody tife gonna step tife you're talking like saying we and so it's just s e and i like yeah i mean, i'd say she's a high s e user um Almost sounds ESTP-ish to me, a little bit, but not sure. Uh, we'll see. Happening is the world going to end? I like to watch apocalyptic movies right now because really? it makes me feel better. <laughs> okay. Seeing the world end oh, is something awesome. that cheers you up. <laughs> I watched 2012. Is it like some NED even stuff going on there? <laughs> I know, right? That kind of seems like it. <laughs> kind of seems like it. <laughs> Let's keep going, man. Oh my goodness! The other day, my youngest <laughs> gets ready for school. She leaves for school at seven o'clock in the morning, and I was like, "Good morning!" And I had an English muffin for her, and and I put on twenty twelve. Good uh -huh. morning! She, wow, that's. I mean, I'm kind of going a little little ENFJ ish on this one. Little ENFJ, actually. So really. That's Shrek. I haven't really seen any of Shrek's statements. I, it's, just, it's just a feeling. It's just my NE, man. It's just my NE. A feeling. Definitely STP NFJ Quadra, for sure. Definitely STP NFJ Quadra. Well, let's keep going. Like, well, the Mayans said and whatever. And it just makes you feel better. <laughs> it just makes you feel better. Okay, so I think I'm... A what she said. So she said she put on 2012 and then she talked about flying calendar. So what I'm guessing is it's these apocalyptic movies because... Yeah. I mean, dude, that. she's initiating. She's direct. I mean, yeah. For sure. wait, wait, wait. I, I, I'm just trying to break down her thought process. She says she likes watching apocalyptic movies and then she talks about the Mayan calendar in 2012 and this interview takes place in 2018. Six years after the Mayans predicted the world was supposed to end. And then she says she likes watching Doomsday movies because they make her feel good. And I'm guessing the reason why she mentioned the Mayan calendar is because that allows her to think that those things are BS. Crap. Because the Mayans, since the Mayans are wrong, right. all these other things are Right. Everyone else is wrong. Yeah. 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 Now... That's From very a, logical. That's a TIFE approach. Yeah. Deductive reasoning. I mean, it does have the potential to be wrong, but that is her thought process. So, 
let's go on because I can't really get any abstract or concrete. Let's, let's go on. Yeah, we need some abstraction, need some concrete going. I'm kind of thinking affiliative, but uh, let's keep going. Definitely direct initiating control for sure. So she's a structure type. So we got that nailed right. down. They know each other and they like each other a lot. Like my my real life daughters, they chose the girls. I showed them the tape for casting, and they cast the girls who who they thought was best. And, wow, that's and they a all, weird thing to go through as a kid. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of weird. It's like picking your reenactor of your life. Like, you know, those people who make the crime. Yeah. All right. So she's speaking about her daughters here and the experiences that they had through picking people to play for them. And you can see that she really absorbed it through her S. Yeah. S-E-N-I. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. S-E-N-I. So let's, let's, sure, oh yeah, the, let's focus on people. temperament. Oh, no. This, I want to ask you about a particular episode of the show, the eulogy episode. Yep. Because it really, I it resonated for me because I could absolutely see my mother doing this. My mother would lay on the ground and pretend to be dead until we cried. And <laughs> your character... Amazing. This is not, not to that extreme, but yes. um, you did a similar thing. And explain what, what that episode was about. Well, um... Uh, my best friend always would say to me, and she doesn't have kids, and I would say, oh my God, it's driving me crazy. Like the girls are fighting or um, they just, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody appreciates me or whatever. And she would say, they'll love you when you're dead. They'll love you when you're dead. They're going to get along when you're dead. And I'm mm -hmm. like, no, I want it now. <laughs> now is when I want it. I wow. That is so an abstract statement. <laughs> Yes. What? Talking about the love you dead. No, I want it now. <laughs> I want it now. N-I-S-C. N-I-S-C, well, um, yep. That. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then being able to, like, actually do that, like, on the day when we did the, the episode, it was intense. Like, uh, we shoot in a, a, a real, somebody's real house, practically, so I kicked everybody out of the house, including the girls' mom and uh i said we just need the house to be clear and everybody to feel safe and then i took um the girls aside Everyone and they just need it this way no, as it, interest like going mm -hmm. and that is affiliative as well doing the right thing surgery like how do we get to this place emotionally how do we get and to this I place said, emotionally effie hi effie right affiliative Doing the right them thing. to this back and i just told them every horrible thing that happened to me in my life and they were very upset really <laughs> yeah i was just like you know um i feel like cosby never did this with like theo <laughs> i use what you know uh right so, they were um, moved by that it was it was it was so it was so moving and it was like you know Literally, like, you're going into surgery. You know you're, you're going to do a hard thing. You have to open yourself up completely. And, um, you know, uh, on the whole, at the end of the day, we, we'd been crying for hours, and it was just... That's a little bit abstract. Yep. So, mm -hmm. Pamela Adlon. I think she's an ENFJ. Yep, I do. Emma Adelon, the ENFJ. Awesome. Pretty cool. 
Pretty cool ENFJ. It just takes charge, you know. Direct initiation control, abstract. Yep. She is an ENFJ. Gosh, so many people Excellent. married to the uh, letter dichotomies. Folks, we only have two more pens left. Highest super chat gets the pens. Two more. Don't forget, guys, like, uh, if you're going to be throwing super chats at us, like, you know, on the last pen, you don't want to, like, throw one up after we're on the last pen. So just, like, don't do that, please. Uh, not good. Um, so, yeah, next pen, Mr. Jab, what you got? All right. Althella, unfortunately, there's no real good use of her. It's just lectures. Do you reckon we type her up a lecture, or do you think that's too scripted? Uh, lectures are not necessarily scripted. That's fine. All right. Try this one. From Skip in. About Galileo, people were arguing about, you know, even as late as the 1600s. Uh, Galileo was the person who proved beyond a shadow of a doubt this could not work. He had very, very good proof for why it doesn't work. And of course, now we understand why Mars makes this motion. You take Earth away from the center. Now you put the sun in the center. And both the Earth and Mars are going around their orbits. Earth is going a bit faster than Mars is. Both Mars and Earth are moving forward in their orbit all the time. But as we're going a little faster, we overtake Mars. And as that happens, you know, just like if you're driving on a car on a highway and you're driving a little faster than another car, even though that car and you are both moving forward, the car seems to move backwards to you. That's really what's going on. So there's a little bit about epicycles and how different people have described that through the ages. All right. Now, um, the Greeks were getting really good at doing some measurements of important things. And uh, one of the most amazing things they were able to do was measure the size of the Earth very, very correctly. And uh, the record we have of this being done first is a man called Aristosthenes. Uh, again, right you have 276 to 195. I mean, that's, that's, that's very TE-oriented, but, like, you got to grain of salt it. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't know, folks. You're going to have to grain of salt this one, being that it's lectures and it's not like so much them being in person. Because even when people lecture, as uh, someone uh, recently has mentioned, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I'm talking to YouTube Chase now. Oh, now I'm talking to real Chase. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So there's like a chance she's cognitive transitioned here. So we're going to have to take right. these run results with like many grains of salt. So I just want to give that warning ahead of time. The other one's not so much, but this one definitely this is a grain of salt one. So, uh, yeah, I and uh, and I and I kind of have to agree with power for you on this one. This gal giving me SJTE vibes. That's kind of where I'm coming from it too. Almost sounds uh, ISTJ-ish is kind of what I'm looking at. But yeah, definitely TEFI, very history history focused uh, SINE. So uh, and uh, definitely a movement and definitely direct. So but let's let's keep going, Jeb. Right. Stardust is sucked in the left. Think of myself as a very. I actually think of myself as a very complicated rock. I am made of things like iron and copper and manganese. Complicated rock that is so concrete. It is also so introverted sensing. Most introverted sensing parents and heroes, heroes especially, are constantly comparing themselves to like being made out of earth, because guess what? Introverted sensing the functions attached to the elements of the earth. So. Right. Very interesting. You're there with a the rock. Those are your cousins, too. Those are your cousins, too. That's an affiliative statement. Oh, here's an interview. 
Now from NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center is Dr. Michelle Thaler. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Great to be here. So tell us, what exactly is a supermoon and will it affect Earth? Well, a supermoon happens when you get a full moon near perigee. And perigee is our word for the closest approach the moon makes to the Earth every month. Apogee is the farthest away. You see, the moon's orbit is not a perfect circle. It's actually a little elliptical. Sometimes it's a little farther away, sometimes a little closer. And that means that the size of the moon seems to change in the and sky. And that means and the size get... of the moon. That's an NE statement. Okay. We're doing that translation there. And it's a TE process, Absolutely. systematic, talking oh. about the system of the moon. The supermoon. Now, as far as the effects on the Earth, nothing very direct. The, the actual size of the moon in the sky doesn't change very much. It's only about 12% larger than an average full moon. You may know the highest tides of the month happen at full moon and new moon. These yeah, are called the spring tides of each month. And because the moon is a little closer to right, normal, that means ahead? the tides are a little bit higher than normal no. right after sunset. NASA has a major observatory. Craters. And there's evidence that there may be ice actually frozen into the soil in these permanently shadowed craters. So there may be more water on the moon, frozen water, than we suspected. So LRO is telling us so much about how the moon came to be, how it changes over time. We've recorded the coldest temperature in the entire solar system with LRO in one of these permanently shadowed craters. It's about 23 degrees Celsius above absolute zero, Constant which is actually much- points. Like, get, Let's get a different clip, please. I, I know we're doing grains of salt on this one, but let's get a different clip. Right. I, I mean, that was one more, of the. I need more comparative data. Like, here we go. Oh, I hope this one's in English. English, apparently. English. Nope. Um, here we go. I think this is another interview. Dr. Fowler! Yes, like I told you, it's Michelle. <laughs> yes, I Get told bad. you it was Michelle. That's necessary. But I, I think you know one of the things that have become complicated about sea level rise. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I can see that. So very this is from uh, two of very direct that actually measure uh, the the fluid height in different parts of the world. You can actually see there's a lot of variation there in the uh, uh, the Arabian Gulf. AF. Wow. Flat as you think, you'd sort of be surprised to learn that they're Very actually sort concrete. of mountain range. All right, I got enough. I got enough. She's an ISTJ, like straight up. So, yep. direct and movement automatically means direct responding movement, which means a finisher. S I N E T E F I, systematic concrete affiliative equals ISTJ. Remember, folks, take that one with a grain of salt because there's not much material available with her, but I'm even, even with the material we have, I'd still say she's an ISTJ anyway. But remember, grains of salt for this one. All right, last marker, Mr. Jab. Last marker. Who's our orange uh, marker tonight? After the no, after that is decide. Uh, there is uh, no more super chats. Super chats are closed uh, after we uh, decide the orange marker. Sarah Robin. Uh, for, sure for whoever in our uh, live stream discussion said, quote, don't know many ISTJs that can string enough sentences together like that. Actually, I do. Uh, the ISTJ who is on my executive team does that on a consistent basis when they're on a roll, when they're talking or basically go into lecture mode with their library of Alexandria because it comes out because they're using um, their ENFP uh, subconscious 
to do that. So they kind of come off like a starter type uh, when they're doing it. And it's a lot of information until they peter out with la losing energy and they have to go back in their introverted ego, okay? So like that's why that happens. So yes, they can string sentences together super quick. The other reason is, is because ISTJs, typically because they're so alone all the time, they have a lot of energy to spend as a result of being in solitude, such that uh, they don't really have very many people to talk to. And if anyone's actually interested with their NE inferior, they sense someone's interest in the subject matter that they're actually experts in, they like to like completely, absolutely bury those people alive in the dirt of the concreteness of their, uh, uh, I mean, it's like literally like throwing someone in a hole and pouring concrete all over them, basically. And that's what uh, ISTJs do. Whereas with me, it's more like I'm uh, drowning them, but they're actually like using concrete, you know, whereas I'm using water, basically, just to kind of give you guys a different uh, in terms of the uh, communication style that's utilized. So anyway, okay. what's next? Here's the deal. I'm not sure if this is two donations or uh, one donation retracted and then redonated. Okay. Because it's saying here, two donations from Sarah Robin for ten dollars, asking for Jeffrey Star, which would make that twenty dollars total. However, one of the messages is retracted, so I'm not sure if that means donation retracted first. If that was the case, it would only be a ten dollar donation, which means, which means it would be below Hornthal's donation, which he put ten fifty. All right, let's do Hornthal and then mark the other one and have that be the first uh, one of the next episode because I don't want to even question right. that. So, Right, right, right. So what's Hornthal's? Okay, so Horn Craft of PewDiePie. Yeah, go for it. Um, Hornthal. Who's Hornthal? Jim Hornthal? No, what is Florence? I I I don't know who Hornthal is, so someone's gonna have to tell me. Oh wait, Florence. Hornthal's the guy who. Right, yeah, right, yeah. There you go. Nice. Florence and the Machine. One of my favorites, bro. It's what I DJ with all the time. I see. Florence Welch. Florence Welch. The redhead. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh! In before INFJ. Anyway, continue. I don't uh, like this clip the already. <laughs> yeah, close. You're, we were talking backstage. We've met a couple times because you hosted SNL and or didn't host, but you were a musical guest in 2010 and 2011. You don't do a lot of talking on talk shows. No, I get really nervous and. Uh, oh my gosh, it's like an INFJ. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. SI child, maybe you're an SI inferior. Uh, okay, well, I mean, you might be right. Yeah, that's that's some movement. You know what I'm saying? That's some movement. We got some movement there. Let's keep going. One thing I want to point out is woman is not wearing any makeup on a TV interview. Some INFJ women do not actually wear makeup. That's actually that's actually a common thing, uh, especially like when you get into hippie culture. Uh, that's definitely a thing. Right. I get a bit scared, but I'm going to try. Okay, good. <laughs> well, one thing you did. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look right. S-E-N-I, responding. Uh, responding movement, which means direct responding movement. Oh, yeah, finish your type already. So uh, move the mirror around a bit. and Yeah, I have, I don't know, I have quite a 
strong sense of aesthetic. I don't know. Strong okay. sense of aesthetic. S E N I. No one has touched and you've completely <laughs> rearranged it. It came across. <laughs> Some people say it's obsessive, but. <laughs> obsessive would be if I called you after you left and was like, you didn't put it back exactly right. Some would but say that's obsessive. That's F E. It looks a little better, yeah. And, but that's something you do when you're on tour. You you really get to see the best in people at a sure. show. You get like to see you. the best in people, Jab. How affiliative of you to say. <laughs> Tell each other that you love each other. Tell people you don't know. Oh you my love God! This is like bonanza. So affiliative bonanza. High FE, high FE. I'm such an INFJ. Wow, am I like literally the INFJ whisperer? They just like I don't know, like I. I it's the type that I know the most. Like, I could pick them out of the crowd like that. It's just like, I'm like the INFJ detector or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. Let's keep going. Like, connection is such a big part of that. And when you feel like you're taking everyone somewhere. Connection is such a big part of that. And that's a very interest-based statement. And it's very abstract. Let's keep going. Word. He told them to go tell each other to love each other. They like that weird lady is being very bossy. <laughs> I don't know. I was very drunk mostly. So oh, okay. <laughs> I was definitely still being bossy. Like, I don't think I might involve a wine glass. Oh, like, also, as an eight-year-old being like Billy Holiday, that's someone. Yeah, it was like Billy Holiday, like Etta James, Nina Simone. You know, those are that. Those are the first voices that I was really drawn to. Well, that's fantastic. You um. I always, I, I remember, uh, you know, the first time I heard you sing, and I also remember hearing the band name and being like, wow, Florence and the Machine, that's a fantastic band name. Uh, it was not your first band, uh, and it, but it maybe was your first good band name. What was your first band? <laughs> My first band was at school, and uh, I was 11, and I had a punk band called the Toxic Cockroaches. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Toxic but we, I'm pretty sure this Wow. Like, Do we need to watch any more? I honestly, we don't, but like, I'm sure the audience will want to do one more, so go for it. All right. Uh, uh, so you, you're all healed up, but Skip ahead. being here, and congratulations. Uh, this is a fantastic CD. Everybody in the audience is going to go home. I'm I wanted sorry, to. Ellen. Um, okay, so I had. A little bit of time off between records and like left my own devices with time off like i've discovered i can be like somewhat self-destructive perhaps self-destructive <laughs> no an infj that's self-destructed no si demon self-destruct no that never happens guys <laughs> all right let's keep going had a we had a party i at too self-sabotage my life and my relationships si demon Right. Someone gave me, I think, a shot of tequila that I did and then threw over my shoulder. And then I crowd surfed off the stage onto nobody. Um, and then I just went back to the house and the party kind of carried on. And, you know, there was more water. And, like, and I kind of thought I'd gotten away with it. And, you know, in that space, I was like, okay, gotten well, that was it. like. That's an interest based statement. A little bit far, but, you know, I mean, the house is completely destroyed. We kind of recreated it in the Ship Direct video where I'm fighting a kind of demon version of myself. So if you watch it... Well, it's a little bit abstract, fighting a demon version of yourself. It is. ...idea of what the house was like. 
Um, Cause that's my actual house. <laughs> Uh, and I woke up, I was like, oh, cool, well, that was just a bit much, and there's, like, a lot of, a lot of things are broken, there's water everywhere, but, you know, at least, like, nobody will ever see At least no one will ever know, yeah, and then I got a call from my manager a couple of days later that was like, hey, I know you do a lot of covers, but I really haven't seen this one, have you done, like, the cover of Get Lucky recently? It's everywhere. And I was like, and I'd forgotten I'd done it, like, I'd forgotten. So I was... <laughs> oh, it's like demon of yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm done. Florence Welch is an INFJ, so there you have it, folks. She is definitely an INFJ. Like, <laughs> wow. Uh, I gotta love my any hero on that one. Like, I had no previous information, and the second I heard her voice, I'm just like INFJ, like straight up INFJ. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I can sense that from a mile away. Holy smokes, like yeah okay cool well folks that's all this week uh we will uh see you next tuesday for our next how to type stream uh we have q a uh this sunday uh the weekend after that we will not have q a uh q a is probably going to be moved about uh, twice or three times a month but uh, i'm actually going to be moving uh so i'm not going to have any time to be able to handle any of that uh, that weekend so just be advised and I'm getting a new studio uh, as a result which is I'm very excited about having a new studio and uh, we're going to be doing something a little bit different hopefully employing multiple camera angles this time uh, I'm not necessarily in the way of the whiteboard when I'm doing lectures anymore uh, so right. uh, yeah um, anyway uh, I think that's everything Jab you need to say anything before we go yeah, um, so we'll be doing Jeffree Star as the first one of next episode. Okay. So the person who's up, Bill Burr, I'm fairly confident he's an ENTP. Yeah. Um, uh, so, spoiler alert, he's probably an ENTP. Uh, feel free to verify that for yourself, and if I've screwed it up, just message me on the Discord and uh, tell me I'm an idiot for messing it up. Um. Aiden Woishnish donated $4.99 and said, I know this isn't a Q&A, but could you answer this at the end, please? What would be a good gift or a way to show gratitude towards a female ENFJ? Oh, uh, a good gift and gratitude towards a female ENFJ. Um, Flowers. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, they remember, ENFJ is more like giving gifts instead of necessarily receiving gifts. They just need to be able, like, they really like spending quality of time it's really important physical touch is also important for them as well but uh you know but again like love language is extremely subjective when it comes to attaching it to type we actually have a research project going right now and uh maddie bojangles from the audience is actually assisting us with that uh, research project uh thank you mr uh, maddie bojangles for that uh but uh usually it's very neutral based um so to attach like a, a gift for an enfj but quite honestly they like the bling. So get her some earrings. Start there. Get her some earrings. Um, and uh, if you don't know where to go get earrings, I recommend uh, Shane Company. Uh, actually, if you want to go get earrings for like the right price and pretty decent quality. Uh, and also, since ENFJ, you might want to get white gold. INFJs are more actually regular gold. ENFJs are kind of more white gold. So just kind of keep that in, uh, an idea. Yes, folks, colors of certain precious metals can actually be statistically applied to type, although it's not. It's different for everyone, obviously. But, you know, uh, statistics uh, can say otherwise. So, yeah, I, I would recommend jewelry. Um, I also recommend uh, 
shared experiences like going to shows or theater uh, is also really important. Just having shit like a Trans-Siberia Orchestra, for example, is another good way. Um, and uh, or going to uh, uh, bands or uh, concerts, uh, even uh, sporting events if they actually like sports is what I would uh, do for an ENFJ as well. So anyway, uh, just, just on that note, I also want to chime in. I think the fact that you're showing appreciation for something nice that an ENFJ has done for you is in itself the gift that they want. I don't think the gift is as important, but definitely the chase thing, the, the stuff that Chase has mentioned are good for an ENFJ. But I think when you do give them this gift, make sure you show them that you're giving them that gift because you appreciate the person they are and what they've done for you. And if you illustrate that point, it'll like square how much they value the gift, you know? gift value squared yeah exactly never not square your gift value all right that being said folks that's it for tonight we'll see you on tuesday q a is on sunday and those of you who have the uh, patreon uh, conference that is tomorrow morning so make sure you're available for that conference it's going to be dope uh so uh it's two hours with me just hang out time on zoom conference uh that's tomorrow morning be there uh, if you were there. Uh, otherwise, um, we have uh, season 14, episode 5, uh, just about to come out. Or maybe it's episode 6, one of the two. And, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, the fifth golden pair, actually. So, episode 5. So, yeah, the fifth golden pair is about to be released. And, uh, and then we're also going to have uh, some additional regular episodes as well. It's been a rough week for me, uh, so hence why we uh, missed uh, one of the lectures coming out. But we're going to be uh, getting some more. Basically, once the move is over and I have like some equilibrium in my life again, uh, my productivity is going to increase as well as my, as well as my availability. So those of you out there, thank you for your patience. Uh, we really appreciate it. Otherwise, uh, I'll see you folks tomorrow morning. Have a good night. See you later.